0: everyone it's me what's up happy Wednesday listen (laughs) I know I said I would have this TV episode up on Wednesday which technically it will be up tonight but it's been kind of a mess um so in hindsight I realized that in order to have it up by Wednesday I need to record it on Tuesday night something I just realized today when I got home at 7 30 and was like oh yeah that's dumb um also, this week, it's just going to be me. Next week, it will be with Megan. Like I talked about this week, it's just like both of us are just like working crazy. And so our schedules are like not our normal schedules. So it just like didn't line up right. Um, Because I have to keep in mind and like you guys have to keep in mind, too, that maybe she won't be on every episode because she is three hours ahead of me. She lives in New York. I live in Seattle. So she is three hours ahead of me. So we have to keep in mind of that. Cause I'm not going to be like, if I get off work or late or like I have to do like a thing for work afterwards, I don't want to be like, Hey bitch, can you film at like 1am or record at like 1am your time? Like, thanks. Um, so yeah, both of our work schedules are just both so crazy this week. I even debated not even recording this because my work schedule has been so crazy. And then I'm kind of sick. Um, so I even debated like not doing this one, but I promised you guys I would do it. And I like want to stay consistent because I'm the type of bitch who like if I don't do something once I'll just like never do it again and so (laughs) that would be me like oh well I didn't do my podcast Wednesday so I won't do it Sunday and then I'll just like never do it again and I don't want to be like that I want to be really consistent so that's just me saying sorry pretty much in a long apology sorry this is going up late sorry it's just me by myself sorry it's kind of a damn mess but you know, you try things out, you learn, you get it better. So next week, it will be better. We're going to record on Tuesday night. That way, it will be ready for Wednesday. I'll publish it Wednesday morning as soon as I wake up for work. Um, And then it will be all ready and, like, not have to stress about it. Anyways, so this is kind of a different for... Po- oh, by the way, hey, y'all. This is Pop Culture Swine Podcast. Um, So this is the first TV midweek episode that I'm doing. So every... Wednesday, fingers crossed, um, I'll release an episode that's just about the TV that me and Megan are watching. We love watching a lot of shitty TV. Um, we're obsessed with like reality television and we always text each other about it. So every like midweek, we're going to do an episode just about the episodes that have come on that we watched and just like dish about them, talk shit about the people on them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right now, I'm only watching The Bachelorette and Queer Eye. And like let me say this first. I don't think Queer Eye is a shitty show. It's just getting lumped in there because it's kind of like a reality show. Um and it's what I'm watching right now. So right now it's just gonna be the Queer Eye episodes and the Bachelor episodes. Um I already binged all of Queer Eye, but we're just gonna go week by week with a new episode instead of just talking all about it all at once. So this week, it'll be Monday's Bachelor episode and episode one of Queer Eye, and I want to go in first with The Bachelorette. Um, (laughs) I'm, like, not vibing with this season. As we talked about earlier, like, I don't really vibe with Becca. I just kind of think she's so boring. I, like, read an article recently that was like, what's Becca's personality? you can't say Minnesotan. Minnesota's a state. That can't be someone's personality. And I just think that's, like, perfectly sums up about, like, what I feel about Becca. Also, I was watching last night. Okay, let's just go into it. So I was watching last night, and the bitch, like, only wears red. Like, all she wears is red outfits. She wore, in one episode, she wore five different red outfits. Five different red outfits. And, like, listen, I look great in red. I wear red, um, never, because I only wear black, but, like, I look good in red, so I get it. Like, she has kind of the same complexion of me, kind of fair skin, dark hair, and, like, red looks good on that type of person. So, I get wearing red, but, like, bitch, five outfits in one episode. I shit you not, it was a jacket, then a dress, and then a plaid jacket, and then another dress, and then a maroon ski jacket. All in one episode. <laughs> she. I'm like, is Becca trying to signal us to something? Is she part of the Illuminati? Like, what are the clues she's trying to hand out to us? That we're just like, am I the only one picking up on it? I haven't seen anywhere else where anybody said, like, why is Becca only wearing red? Uh, but now that I've pointed it out, you're going to only notice that. So let's just go into... I like, kind of took some notes last night, but they're kind of all scrambled. So let's just try to like understand them best as I can. Um, so it starts with the rose ceremony and she sent home Mike, who's that hot guy with like the long blonde hair that he wears, like in a little bun. He kind of looks like, um, Prince Adam from Beauty and the Beast, like when he's not the beast anymore, when he's like the actual human prince, he kind of looks like him. He's like pretty hot. Then he also sent home, I should have looked this up. But you know me, unprofessional lifestyle. (laughs) Um, She also sent home this other, but obviously it doesn't matter. She sent home this other random fucking guy. I don't know his name. He looked like every guy I went to high school with. Um, So maybe that's why I'm purposely like trying to block out the name. But yeah, she sent him home as well. But I like never even heard him talk once on the episode or on the show so far. So like okay bye um and so then it starts off jordan's fucking crazy as usual jordan's the model one that we talked about where he said that there's only 100 male models in america and he's like one of them and he's just like a pretentious douche and he's just still pretentious he's like that one guy they have every season who's like well not even one guy one person every season because they do it when it's the bachelor as well they always have one person who's very crazy and like outlandish and it's obviously just to like for ratings like they're forcing the bachelor bachelorette to like keep this person on so like that's jordan this season he's just so crazy um becca gave him like shiny gold underpants because he's just like always stripping down naked and he like wore them like two days in a row without taking them off it was so weird and um He just, he just is so stupid. He kept calling himself Captain Underpants after that. And then, like, on a second group date later in the night, he, like, took his pants off again. Like, he's always, every time that, like, there's a group date and there's a chance for him just to talk one-on-one with Becca, he always takes his pants off. Like, that's going to get him somewhere. Like, Becca's 27 years old or something like that. Like, bro, what are you doing? Like, she's looking for a man to marry. Like, not some weirdo she barely knows who always takes his pants off in front of her. Like, she's looking for a husband. That's the whole point of the show. Like, do you think that's husband material? Um, so, yeah, he just kept calling himself Captain Underpants and just, like, making a damn fool of himself. Of course, he's still on. He's going on to next week because those people, the crazy ones, always last up until, like, the top five. I swear to God. Um, and then... He like kept talking about his shirt at one point where he was like talking about how he didn't he didn't button it all the way and he didn't wear a tie and that's supposed to show Becca that he is like fun but also grown up. She's just supposed to look at the top of his shirt and realize that he's fun and grown up because he left the top two buttons open and didn't wear a tie and like that's gonna show her that he's classier than all the rest of the guys in the house. He's just, like, so delusional to the point where I'm, like, he needs help. But also, like, I hate him and I don't want him to get the help. But I, like, most of the time with, like, the crazy people in the episodes, it's, like, kind of funny to watch. But I'm just so annoyed with him. Like, I'm just, like... Like, this isn't even entertaining. Like, this is just painful to watch. Um, What else happened? Oh, David came back from the hospital. I don't know if you guys remember. David is the one that, like is fighting with Jordan hardcore and then he got like rushed to the hospital and it was like supposed to lead you on that like maybe they had gotten in a fist fight but what really had happened was that he fell off his bunk bed because they have to like live in bunk beds while they're there and he was like on the top bunk so he like fell off his bunk bed and like knocked himself out which I don't even know how you do that but Anyways, so he was, like, in the hospital for a little bit, which is very dramatic, and he came back, finally, this episode, and he had, like, a black eye, and his lip was all scabbed up, and it kind of looked like he was missing a tooth. I'm not sure, but it kind of looked like it. Um, And so then they go to Park City, Utah, which Becca was like, we're going to, like, one of the most popular snow-capped places in the world. And I was like, oh, like, are they going to, like, Switzerland or something? And she was like... Park City, Utah. I was like, okay. Park City, Utah? I mean, yeah, Park City, Utah is, like, beautiful, but, like, you kind of overplayed it there. Um, So they go to Park City, Utah, and she begins with a one-on-one date with Garrett. Um, I, like, had heard a rumor when the show was starting that, which, spoiler alert, but maybe not because I literally don't know. Um, But I had heard a rumor that she picks Garrett in the end. But I like briefly, briefly read a headline that said that and I like didn't look into it and I didn't research it for this because I don't know what you guys want from me. I've stated from day one that I'm not a professional. Um, Also, there was like a scandal with Garrett recently because he another Bachelor contestant from like a previous season, like one of the girls from a past Bachelor. um, Someone had DM'd her like all these posts that Garrett had liked and they were like, anti-women anti-muslim all this crazy shit um so like god willing he doesn't win but like i have a sneaking suspicion that like and this is like such slander (laughs) um but i have a sneaking suspicion that becca's probably conservative republican so maybe they have the same political views I hope not, um, but I guess, you know, if they do, good for them, and they can go back to the fuck to Minnesota and just stay in the woods there. Um, not sorry to any of my conservative Republican listeners. You should have known what you got into. And then, so they have, like, a great time. They do actually seem like they're pretty good for each other. Um, they, have like, go shopping around Park poppin' off Park City, Utah, lit city in America, fuck San Francisco, fuck Las Vegas, fuck New York, fuck LA, see you later Miami, it's all happening in Park City, Utah, y'all. Get down there, get churned, get loose, um, but you have to buy your own alcohol and bring it to the bars, cause it's Utah. So, they have, like, a super good time, and they go bobsledding, and I was like, <laughs> Becca's wearing, like, a fucking red jacket. They're having, like, the time of their lives. I mean, it seems like they do genuinely, like, have a good time together. denzel seems like they have a connection. Maybe that connection is, like, hating Muslims. I'm not sure. Fuck them if it's true, but fuck. I mean, <laughs> if she feels that way and he feels that way, great. Good for you guys. Go fucking hide out in a wood in Minnesota together. Um, and then it's revealed that Lincoln, as we talked about before, Lincoln's the guy with, like, the whole picture scandal with, like, he got the picture with Becca, and then that guy broke it, and he, like, had a meltdown about it. Um, so it's revealed that Lincoln is a flat earther, and I, like, wish I was making this up, but yeah, Lincoln is a flat earther. He believes the earth is flat. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that, because I just have no comment. So, um shook, and then blue blue, blah, blah, oh, yeah, so on their date, Becca says that, like Garrett reminds her of her dad, Becca lost her dad, by the way, um, so her dad's obviously like very sentimental to her, and so she said, like, you remind me so much of my dad, and then. Twitter was like dragging her for saying that they were like, that's so fucking weird. Like, oh, my God, you remind me of my dad. And he was like, oh, my God, I love that. And they were like, that's so weird, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't think that's weird. Like, she's not saying she was attracted to her dad. She just said, like, these are the traits about my dad that I loved. And you have those traits as well. I cannot believe I'm sticking up for Garrett or Becca right now, which I'm not really. But I'm just saying, like, that's not like a weird comment you know what I mean I don't know maybe it is weird maybe I'm weird as fuck but like she's just saying like she admires those traits and he has them you know what I'm saying but also like fuck Garrett um and then oh my god so yeah and then we find out that Garrett was married for two months He and this girl had been dating for like a year and a half and he was like we just like loved going on adventures together like whatever that means maybe it's like MAGA hat rallies who knows who knows what an adventure is for someone like that but he said that they loved going on adventures together so then they decided to get married after a year and a half and then they were married for two months and got divorced um so yeah Garrett's been divorced already I think he got said they got married when he was, like, 23. So, I mean, that's, like, super young. Um, so, yeah, he's been married and divorced. And then Becca was, like, of course, like, on her, like, one-on-one with the camera. She was like, what do I do? Like, will he ever be able to marry again? Is this going to be too much for him? And it's like, I obviously not. He, like, signed up for the show. Like, it's not like anybody goes on to The Bachelor being like, huh, what happens on the end of this? Like, everyone knows <laughs> that you end up proposing to someone. So, like... Clearly, it's not going to be an issue. Um, and then they did, like, that famous Bachelor move where they, like, go somewhere and then there's, like, a private concert for them. But, like, private means, like, there's, like, a hundred people in the audience. And it's always from, like, some artists. I have no idea who the artist is. But then, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I was always like, oh, my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah is here and playing for us. Like, bitch, you didn't know who was that artist was like you didn't know who that musician was like they had to tell you like it's always the most random people and they're always like oh my god i can't believe that he in the plane just for me i love them like no you have no idea who they are so this person which i might sound like an idiot because maybe this person's popular doubt it um so there the random concert was a band or person i see i don't know called Granger Smith literally I've never heard of him it sounds like a type of apple um it was like country music of course because bachelor nation fucking lives and dies for country music so it was like a country concert and there was like random ass people in this audience and they were like dancing on the middle of a stage like oh my god me and my like MAGA hat, in to- a future husband, like, this is the best day of our life. She doesn't have an accent like that, nor does he. But that's just, like, what did I imagine. Um. So, yeah, that happened where they had, like, their little country hick one-on-one date where they probably talked about, like, hating immigrants. This is such slander. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because I think someone had brought up to Becca, like, or, like, an interview had asked Becca, like, what do you think about the comments that Garrett had made? Um, and I feel like she kind of just deflected about, like, oh, yeah, like, unfortunately, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't feel like she was, like, outraged. Um, so yeah, like, that's why I kind of, where I'm, like, on the fence, where I'm like, okay, are you, like, not mad about that? Because, like, if someone had told me that, I'd been, like, pissed. But maybe she's okay with it. Maybe they have the same views. Um, Oh, and then later in the night, Colton and Jordan get in a fight because Colton... Because, like, when Jordan comes back from, like, talking to Becca and he's, like, just in his underwear, Colton's like, dude, you're just, like, a fucking clown. Like, you don't care about this. You, like, don't care about Becca. You're, like, you're wasting everyone's time. Like, you're just here to promote yourself because he's, like, a male model. Um, And so they kind of get in a little tiff. There's, like, some um Colton drama going on right now but I'm gonna save that till next week so me and Megan can both dish about it because it's definitely like super juicy that I need like another person to just like spit fire with me about like how crazy it is but um just so you guys know Colton is the one who like used to play football and then he like now runs a charity and he dated one of the other contestants from Becca's season um with Ari and then like he like broke the bombshell to Becca about it. And then like that girl was like on the next episode and it was like awkward or whatever. So um Yeah, there's like some Colton drama in Bachelor Nation right now that's actually very juicy. But like like I said, I'm gonna wait till I talk with Megan about it, um, so you guys can hear our conversation because it's fucking crazy. And I gotta see it go down live which I fucking live for Twitter that's why I like love Twitter because you get to see drama go down in real time and I was like quaking like I was like tagging Megan in like a million comments um (laughs) I love working by the way um and then oh my god so Jean Blanc whatever his name is he's the one that looks like a cartoon character I swear he looks animated um he's the one also that collects cologne whatever he is like on the group date he's like has some one-on-one time with becca he's like talking to her you know and like this is like only like the third or fourth week so they they don't really know each other and um he like professes his love to her he's like i'm definitely falling in love with you blah 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 and then she like kind of like comes to the realization like she doesn't feel the same way and so she just like breaks it to him right then and there and was like you know what like I've kind of like you admitting this to me is kind of making me realize like I don't really feel the same way about you so I just think that like it would be best for you to go home now because like I don't want to lead you on um and then he's like so they're like walking out and then he was like well what about the gift like because he had given her like a nice perfume And he was, like, asking for the give back. Like, bro, what are you doing? And then she was just like, I mean, that was, like, really sweet. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I didn't realize that, like, I didn't feel as strongly as you until just now. But, like, I don't think it's fair to keep you here. And and then he was like, well, I didn't mean anything I said. I was just telling you what you wanted to hear. And she was like, okay, so either you, you feel way too much for me and I don't, like, reciprocate. Or you're lying to my face just trying to tell me what I want to hear in order to, like, manipulate me. Either way, I don't want you to stay. And then he, so she just, like, sends him home without the rose ceremony. She's just like, fucking later, douche. Um, and, which I'm glad because every time I saw him it kind of creeped me out because he really looks animated. He looks so animated. Look at his picture, you'll see. You'll Everyone will agree with me. And then she goes on a one-on-one date date with Wills, and Wills is the one where I talked about week one where I really liked him. He's the guy with a Harry Potter tattoo. He's, like, so cute, so sweet, really funny, kind of goofy, Um, but she was, like, nervous to go on the date with him because she was, like, last night this guy randomly professed his love to me and I had to send him home, like, I don't really want to do that again. So he was, like, super sweet during the whole date. He, like, understood, and... um, she, like, gave him the little rose, so he gotta stay. I, like, really like him, and I, but I just don't think that he is right for Becca, mainly because I think he's too good for Becca. By the way, I don't hate Becca, like, <laughs> I know this episode was coming off, like, fuck you, Becca, you're trash, you bitch, but, like, I, I don't feel any way about Becca. I don't really care for her, but I also, like, don't hate her, Or, like, love her or or anything. I just think that she's, like, really mediocre and boring. Um, So, I just don't think... And, like, Wills just seems, like, really cute and fun and, like, has a genuine personality, not just, like, Minnesotan. So, I just think that he's too good for her. But, yeah, they go on a one-on-one date and it's, like, super sweet. And then... She sends home, so they had two rose ceremonies in the episode, and the second time she sent home, um, Nick. He's, like, blonde guy with, like, longer hair, but it's, like, slick back. He seems sweet. I don't know. And then she also sent home Christon, which I always thought it was Christian, but I guess it's Christon. Um, he, I, like, I swear, I, like, knew who he was, but I've also never seen him really speak that's what I like love about the first few episodes and then like also um, when they do like the reunion or like the men tell all because I'm always like who the fuck are these people like I swear to god they were never on the show like I swear they just hired random people to fill seats um that's kind of how I feel about him because like I knew his name but like I've never heard him talk or like nothing about him stood out and like Listen, in those first few weeks, you've got to make an impression if you want to last. So, yeah, so she sent home Nick and Criston, and then it was revealed that next week they're going to Vegas. So, like, God only knows what's going to fucking happen in Vegas. Like, I'm sure two of the men are going to fucking get blacked out, drunk, and fight each other. All the men this season seem, like, really immature and, like, really, like, have fragile egos um i'm sure vegas is just gonna go over great it's gonna make becca so happy she's gonna find her husband and no one's gonna get drunk no one's gonna get in a fight no random ambulance is gonna get called i'm sure it's just gonna go over so well as most vegas trips do um so yeah we'll see next week what the fuck happens and then and next week we'll be with megan So it'll probably be funnier because, bitch, we can go in. I've been watching The Bachelor with Megan. By the way, and I'm sure I'll say this next week, too. Me and Megan um, have been friends since high school, and then we also lived together in college. So we had, like, Bachelor nights where we'd all, like, all of us girls would, like, watch it and just talk shit the whole time. So, like, me and Megan can go in on The Bachelor. We've been, like, ride-or-die Bachelor friends for years now. Um, I think since Desiree's season, which by the by everyone, I just found out my coworker is friends with Desiree, like in real life, because I live in Seattle, Desiree lives in Seattle, my coworker also lives in Seattle, obviously, um, and I was like talking about The Bachelor and... Yeah, like she was like, Oh yeah, I know Desiree and I actually watched her season with her. And I was like, I'm sorry. You've just have never brought that up before. And she was like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, that's super weird. Oh, and I was talking about, I can't believe I almost forgot to say this. I was talking about The Bachelor because you guys, I was mortified, mortified because So one of the contestants that's still on the show as of now, obviously they don't film it live. The show ended like a few months ago. Um, So one of the contestants that's on the show right now, his name is Jason and he's from Seattle. He like lives and works in Seattle. And the other day I was going to work and um, I saw him like in real life. And I was like freaking out. And so then I tweeted and I was like, I just saw jason t from the bachelorette in real life and i was like way more excited than i would rather admit and then this this dude liked my tweet jason liked my tweet about him i was when i got that notification i was like at work and i i like my skin got all hot my face got all flushed and i was like so like shaky and nervous because i was like oh my god that's so embarrassing but like is it embarrassing like what's more embarrassing me tweeting that i saw him and was like really excited about it which by the way it's like not hard to see people in seattle especially like downtown seattle where like i live in work and i'm assuming he probably lives and works because downtown seattle if anybody's ever been there is tiny it's so small i know people talk about seattle like it's like this grand place but it's it's very small um and so it's like not weird to see people like that but I was still like freaking out but so then he liked it but listen to this shit y'all so I just said Jason T I didn't use his full name I said Jason T and I didn't use like any hashtags I didn't like hashtag bachelorette hashtag anything I didn't use any hashtags I didn't at him I didn't like at his handle I literally didn't use anything so homeboy in his spare time like on a Tuesday morning was just searching his name on Twitter he was just searching the term Jason T and he found my tweet and liked it so I don't know what's more embarrassing me being like seeing him tweeting about it and like being excited or like him searching his own name on Twitter Uh, but shout out Jason if you found me and you found out that I have a podcast hey what's up I saw you outside of all saints (laughs) fifth and pine holla um. So that's all about The Bachelor. Next week it should be crazy good with Vegas and with my homegirl Meg. Um. So let's dive into the first episode of Season 2 of Queer Eye. Y'all, they like really just opened with a fucking banger. I was like watching it on a Friday night just sobbing i was like crying so hard and then i texted my sister and my sister was like almost the same part that i was at and like she lives in a whole different state we both just like happened to be watching at the same time and like almost at the same place in the episode um so the first episode opens and they're headed to gay georgia population of 89 i have like 89 like that's so crazy like I'm I have like 89 siblings I swear to god like 89 people live in gay Georgia I can't that's so tiny and that's where they meet Miss Tammy um but they she asked the guys to call her Mama Tammy because she's super southern and she was nominated by her super sweet neighbor Jean Jean is like typical Georgia man cowboy boots cowboy hat jeans tucked in button-up shirt so he's super sweet they're neighbors and friends and this tammy is like a fucking angel on this earth i swear to god she i believe is a teacher because she said that she volunteers at her community center slash church then she goes and visits sick kids in the hospital and then she gets home and grades papers and she does it goes to bed and does it all the next day so she's just like a fucking saint on this earth she's literally the sweetest woman um and so she said that she didn't want them to like renovate her house or anything that she wanted them to renovate the community center that she's trying to build and listen to this shit she's trying to build this community center for her church which by the way the church started at her grandma's kitchen table like 50 years ago how sweet is that um And so she's trying to build, like, this community center where they can, like, elderly people can come and eat for free and socialize so they don't feel so lonely, and where they can offer free daycare for the single moms in gay Georgia because they're struggling financially. So she's just, like, like I said, she's, like, a fucking saint on this earth, like, who just does that, like, in their spare time when they're so busy already? She's just, like, a goddess. Um... So instead of, like, renovating her home, she wants them to renovate this community center for her church. Um, And she's had it hard, too. She, her sister, and her mom all got diagnosed with cancer all at the same time. And so her mom nursed her and her sister back to health, and then her mom ended up passing away from the cancer. So this is, like, the first homecoming. Oh, because her church is having a homecoming. Um, so this is the first homecoming that her mom's not going to be at, so it's, like, pretty emotional for her. Um, and it's kind of, this, like, episode was just, like, layers of, like, different emotions. All of them were, like, heartwarming and, like, so, ugh. Um, so it opens, like, with them, like, checking out the church first and, like, Bobby won't go in the church because he was raised, like very religious he went to church every single day and then when he came out that he was gay the church just like turned his back their back on him and it just like broke him obviously because that's horrible like these are people he surrounded himself with every single day he like trusted and loved and like just because he like came out of who he truly is they're just gonna act like they've never formed that relationship with him so like when they go first see the church he just like stands outside because he's like i don't want anything to do with the church you know, they, like, betrayed me, and it's, like, I get that, like, that's so terrible, um, and so, and he said, oh, my God, it broke my heart, he said that before he came out to, as gay to, like, everyone, he used to go to the church and beg God every day to make him not gay, and, like, that breaks my heart, like, to imagine, like, just feeling so, like, unaccepted in your own community that you're just, like, begging a higher power just to make you, like, not your own self, like, that, I can't that's so crazy to me that's like so sad and like the fact that you when you finally do say like this is who I am that everyone you've loved and trusted like turns their back on you so he like has a little conversation with mama Tammy about it and mama Tammy says she's got some quotes y'all She's has in bars um she says you can't antagonize and it- oh shit I don't know how to say that word listen I'm not religious evangelize yeah you can't antagonize and evangelize at the same time and I was like shit this bitch is calling out the church left and right in this episode she really does she calls out the church left and right in this entire episode and I'm glad too because it's like it just breaks my heart that people like want to have faith in God and like want to be part of a community but then these like made up fucking rules like, prevent them from having that, like, fuck you, like, I am so for people's religions, and I think, like, religion can be, like, a beautiful thing, I'm not religious, I've never grown up religious, my whole family never grew up religious, some of my sisters are religious now, but, like, that's never been me, and, like, a part of it that turned me off was, like, how can you turn your back on people who, like, want to be in this community just because they, just because they love someone else, like, that doesn't make sense to me, so, I have a hard time with the church, too, and but this this episode kind of helped me cope because it was nice to see, like, Miss Tammy call out all these people in the church. Anyways, try not to go into, like, long rants so you guys aren't here for three hours. Um, And so then they meet her son. His name is Miles. He's 22. He just moved back from Atlanta, and he is gay, and so he's talked about how he was bullied and called the F word and the N word. Like, he had to grow up l- hearing both of those words at the same time from people and because it's like such a small town small super christian town so he was just like bullied relentlessly and so then he like fled to atlanta to find himself and get away from that but then he like missed home so he moved back home um and the the guys are so sweet he said he grew up loving being in the choir but then when he came out as gay he didn't go to the choir anymore because he didn't feel accepted by the church so like that was like one of his favorite pastimes was to sing in the choir but you know when he came out he just felt like he wasn't welcome so he gave up one of those pastimes which kind of led to his depression so the guys are so sweet they take him to try out for the Atlanta um LGBT choir, and he, like, gets in, and he, like, sings with them, and he, like, gets a t-shirt, and it's, like, the sweetest thing, you can just literally see, like, in that instant, you can, like, literally see, like, a change in him, like, his confidence, like, is, like, 180, it's so crazy, like, you can tell, like, he's just, like, feeling himself again, and he, like, cleans up his room, and they give him, like, a haircut, they buy him a suit, and, like, you can just see on his face, like, he's, like, so out of that dark place where he felt like ashamed of himself and he was like this is who I am I'm so happy like in my own self and it's like so sweet um so they fix the church. They give Mama Tammy and her kids makeovers. They secretly make over her bathroom because it looked like an episode of Hoarders. Um, so they make over her bathroom, even though they said they weren't going to do anything for her house. They build the community center and it, like, looks so beautiful. I'm, like, going to tear up. I, like, was sobbing in this episode. Um, so they build the community center and it, like, looks really, really, really beautiful. And it's huge. And they put all this nice work into it. Um, and Miss Tammy, of course, cries, and then everyone cries, but we'll get there, um, and Jonathan is, like, obsessed with Steel Magnolias, that movie. In this episode, he keeps saying, like, let's have a Steel Magnolias moment. I, like, want to be Steel Magnolias. Like, let I want to have a Steel Magnolias moment, and it made me laugh so hard because my sister Danielle is obsessed with that movie Steel Magnolias. I mean, obviously, that movie's, like, phenomenal, but when she had first watched it here's the thing she's older than me but I always see older movies before she does so when she first watched it she like came to me and was like oh my god have you ever seen the movie Steel Magnolias and I was like yeah and she was like that was the most depressing movie in my entire life <laughs> so I was loving that he was like kept being like let's have a Steel Magnolias movie because it reminded me of her um, And then Anthony, I was, like, super glad, too, because, you know, Anthony always comes in. He tries to always make people eat healthy. But this, because I was like, ooh, Anthony, you better not, because, like, when they came into her house the first time... She was, um, cooking up fried green tomatoes, and I was like, my first thought was like, Anthony better not try to tell this woman how to cook, because it is not going to go over well. So he even said like, I'm not here to tell you how to cook, just tell me what you want me to cook for this homecoming, and I'll cook it. So they teach him how to make fried green tomatoes, he learned how to make that, um, banana pudding with like the little vanilla wafers in it, he learned how to make her macaroni salad, and he's happy to do it, um and so then yeah they like prevent her or present her with the little community center and they're like all gather around she's like telling them how much it means to her and then she says I like watch this I shit you not I watch this back at probably at least 15 times because it made me so emotional but she's like giving the speech and she says like before he gave the vision, he already made provisions because he knew you guys would end up together. Even before you were formed in your mother's room, he knew you. And fucking Anthony, I'm, like, feeling my eyes watering up right now. And fucking Anthony like, breaks down and starts crying. I'm actually starting to get really teary-eyed just thinking about it because it's just so sweet that she would say that and, like, to think that... Like I said, I'm not religious, but I do kind of believe in a higher power. And it's so sweet to think that... Like, this was, like, their life destiny was to come and do this show together and be in each other's lives and, like, be each other's support system and, like, change how America feels about gay men or, like, the community. And it's just, like, yeah, like, that is your life plan like this was made before you were formed in your mother's room like I truly believe that whether I believe in God or Jesus or anything like that I do believe in things like that like destiny and I do believe like that is their destiny so Antony tears up and she's like oh Antony my baby and she like hugs him and then she goes around to each of the guys and tells them like you have this gift because you're healing the world and you're changing the world and blah 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 not blah 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 i'm just saying like i'm not gonna go into it but it's like all so sweet i was like losing my fucking mind i'm sure my neighbor was like shut the fuck up because i was like in my apartment like <laughs> like hysterically crying like gulping for air um and so then they go and then but it films like her little sermon that she gives to the homecoming where she and this is where she put the church in its motherfucking place y'all you would Sit down with your Bible because she was like um she was like calling out the church because she was about accepting the community, like the LGBT community, because you know, obviously the church, especially in a small town in Georgia, probably isn't as accepting, but she was talking about like she was like, How can I say that I love God but I can't love the ones who are right next to me? And the dad, her husband was like crying and he's like sitting next to the sun holding his son's hand and they're all like "Hmm." and she was like do i love god yes do i love jesus yes am i a follower yes do i love my son yes and everyone's like crying oh it was so sweet and that's the first episode um like i said i binge watched the whole thing so i already know like all the other episodes but we're just gonna go episode by episode so that was the first episode they really just fucking hit us in our hearts Y'all, I was like, damn, how are you going to come out with second season, first episode? Like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, you better dig in your emotions right now, bitch. Like, "Ah!" I was crying so hard. It was so sweet. I like, it was so sweet to see, like, like I said, like this woman who's so religious, lives in this tiny town in the South, and like, she loves her gay son. She accepts her gay son. She's telling the church to accept her gay son. It was just like the sweetest thing possible i like it just shows you like we can't like it just shows you like it's the opposite too like we can't judge people just because they're like southern and christian and like live in tiny towns like we can't just automatically automatically assume like that they're bigots you know what i mean like we have to actually get to know people so it's kind of like eye-opening for me too to be like okay not everyone that lives in the south and like these tiny towns and these like super christian communities are like bigot assholes like they could be accepting for all I know like who knows so it is like it is like a reverse psychology of like yeah stop being a bigot to like southerners although like obviously southern people have like issues a majority of them but like not everyone It's like you have to get to know people because like without getting to know people how do you expect people to accept things that are different from them you know what I mean I'm, like, going off like I know shit. I don't. Listen, I live in the most fucking liberal city in this fucking country. Um, But it was a really beautiful episode. And I'm going to talk a little about this more on Sunday. um, Because Sunday is Seattle's Pride. And obviously June is Pride Month. But I haven't been talking about Pride because our Pride is this Sunday. So it's, like, one of the last ones. Um, But I do want to say to my listeners... (laughs) lol, like, I have, like, this huge fan group, I have, like, (laughs) barely anybody that listens, but to the people that do listen, I want to say, like, if you are, like, gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual, questioning, queer, asexual, pansexual, whatever you are, like, just know that you are, like, safe in, like, this, like, in my podcast. Like, I know, like, it's, like, such a tiny community, like, to the fact, like, I don't even want to call it a community, because I feel like that's, like, so egotistical of me to be, like, in our podcast community. But, like, fuck it, let's make it a community. And I want to say, like, if you are, like, gay, trans, bi, lesbian pan whatever asexual whatever just know that you're safe in this community and you're safe listening to me and you're safe talking to me and if you don't have the support system maybe in your family or in your church or in your city or wherever you may be or whatever know that you have like a safe community here in pop culture Wine. and I know that sounds so stupid because it's like literally a celebrity gossip podcast and not like some crazy (laughs) spiritual or like whatever but like I mean, we are a community, and I, I will not support anybody who hates you for being who you are. I mean, love is love is love is love, as um, Lynn, Lynn Miranda Manuel said. Um, it really is, and so I just want you to know, like, if you truly have, like, nowhere else to turn, or even if you do have other places to turn, but you feel comfortable listening to me or talking to me, please do. I support you. I am... An ally, I'm here to protect you. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to support you. So I just want to say that, and I'm going to talk more about it on Sunday because, like I said, Sunday is Seattle's Pride Parade. Um, So I'll talk more about it then, but I do just want to say, since I'm talking about the episode of Queer Eye, like, this community is a safe place for you, and I accept you for who you are. I love you for who you are. I will hear you out. I will support you. I will be that person to turn to when you feel like you have no one else. And I want you to know, like, Nothing is wrong with you. You are perfect the way you are, no matter what situation you might be. If you're maybe not accepting your family or your church or whatever, like, no, you are perfect. Don't believe them. Don't let it get you down. Turn to me and I'll be there. Didn't mean to get so sappy on this, (laughs) like I said, celebrity gossip podcast, but I do really just want to say, like, I've listened to podcasts when I've been, like, in a dark time. And I felt like weirdly, like I was like in a community, even though I was just like listening by myself in my apartment. So I do want to just say, like, I am willing to be that community for you. Like, I'm willing to do that because as I've talked about previously on my show, um, I obviously deal with depression. I've talked about it. I was just telling someone this the other day, like, when I do this podcast, even though I'm literally just sitting alone in my apartment, like, recording by myself, it really does feel like I'm, like, talking to a room full of my friends, even though you guys obviously can't respond, which is a narcissistic dream, (laughs) and I am a narcissist, Um, so it, it just really does feel, like, really comforting, because as I stated, I live in Seattle, and I moved here without any friends or family. I've lived here for almost three years, and it's hard to make friends, so Seattle's kind of a lonely place for me, as much as I love it, and this has really helped me, because when I record, it does truly feel like I'm, like, talking to a group of friends, and I'm not so alone, so I don't want to sound like I'm, like, up my own asshole and being, like, this community, but, like, when I have, like, five listeners, but, like, truly, this is a community, whether it's just me and you or not, just know that... I'm your friend. I'm here for you. This is a safe place for you. Anyways, not to be too sappy. Join me back here on Sunday where I'll give you some Ariana Pete gossip, y'all. It's crazy. And we'll also have a little gossip about Khloe Kardashian, who we have yet to talk about. But you guys know I hate Tristan Thompson's cheating ass. So we'll get dive into that as well on Sunday. And then, um, like I said, next Wednesday will be the episode with me and Megan talking about our favorite TV show so join us back for that and yeah oh and go follow me on Instagram at pop cultured swine podcast and also if you like my show please rate and review me on the iTunes store that would mean so much to me and I will see you guys on Sunday love you guys bye